So the the cookies lady is. Uh, you're going to talk about her initially. Yeah, in the intro, I'm just going to bring her. She's not like a sponsor of the show, or whatever. I'm just basically going to yeah, yeah. talk about it because I said I would, and two, I'm hoping it leads to more cookies. Right on. <laughs> Every sports fan has an opinion. Well, these are ours. Ours. Welcome to Brock and Pep's unsportsmanlike convo. Right. And here are your hosts, Brock Fleming and Pep Cariotti. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. January nineteenth, two thousand and twenty-one. I had a little bit of a panic there. I didn't think that the. Uh, the program that we need to go to the app was going to be working. And now I think it might be coming in pretty loud. So I'm going to turn it down a little bit for everybody listening in. But it is a beautiful Tuesday evening. We are right in the midst of the NFL playoffs. So the excitement around town, given that the Bills are in the playoffs still, is pretty hot, even though it's a stay-at-home order. So I'm stuck at home. But joining me on his couch with his Montreal Canadiens jersey on is none other then Pep Cariotti. <laughs> what is doing? happening? How's it going? It's going great. Check out what I found on Marketplace today. This is a complete 1991 CFL collection. It's 210 cards. So it's 20, about 25 cards a team. And this was before Montreal had a team. So... Um, great stuff. I was just sifting through it uh, earlier on, and some names bringing me right back, man. In 1991, I'd have been in grade nine, so just really cool stuff. Cool uniforms, the old Ottawa Rough Rider players, and uh, uh, I, this is just this stuff. It just still excites me. I'm 44 years old, and I still get excited looking at this all this vintage stuff that you can find. But for five bucks, you know, five bucks down memory lane, you know. Yeah, no, definitely cannot beat that. Yeah. Um, I have an old, uh, I was thinking it might be 91. Maybe it's 89 or 90. Same idea, same box, like that silver box, whatever set that is. Um, I have that in my drawer somewhere. I got to check it, pull it out, see what else set. I got there. Hmm? You gave me a set. Remember? Was it? Yeah, it was you. You gave me a small pack. It was like a like an old pack of cards. Um, I still have that floating around here somewhere. An awesome pack. I think there was Damon Allen was in there. And- yeah. Yeah. Eh? Okay. So, um, hey, we're going to get to our show today. I need to figure something out because apparently we're not hearing you in the app here. Okay. okay. So, um, I guess we can't hear anybody else in the app either, which is interesting to say the least. Okay. In the effort of quality over quantity. I think what we're going to do is we're going to pause this show real quick. I'm going to make sure that we have the settings right and make sure nothing changed. I know there was a couple updates that happened, so I want to make sure that we're, our settings are fine. And we'll be right back with you. All right. I believe we are back. It is still January 19th, <laughs> quarter after seven. Honestly, this is the first time we've had these technical issues. Uh, so I've been pretty pleased with how we've been doing it. Um, but... Uh, Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. I uh, hope that this is working all right now. P-Dog, you're joining me today. Can I hear you now? Can everybody hear you? Check one, two. Am I on the app? Are we working? Can you hear me? I think we're working. Okay, okay. 
Okay, so let's get moving because we got a couple of guests that are in the house. Uh, some, one particular, has his own show that starts later. So we need to make sure that we got to get him on and off. So we just lost 15 minutes. Um, we're going to go real quick. Um, I'm going to talk about these cookies I was given. Uh, not given, I got them by uh, a lady who has an Instagram handle, goes by the name of uh, Made by Nikki. And uh, she drops these cookies or whatever on her Instagram. I saw my neighbor have some one time and I was like, where'd you get those? So he told me the whole thing. You got to follow her on Instagram. She drops. She says when she's going to be making them and you got to like race and put your name in. Anyway, I was able to sneak in uh, for a pickup today. I bought way too many of them because they're essentially like a meal in a cookie. Um, I had two of them before I started this show and I'm going to blame my sugar coma for the fact that we had some technical issues tonight. Um, but if you're looking for cookies, take a look at her Instagram page and look at all the varieties that she makes. Uh, but they are uh, scrumptious to say the least. Now we have a new sponsor this month, Ottawa mortgage shop. A new and modern experience with access to 40 different lenders. Let them customize the best mortgage solution for your specific needs. Offering a five-star service, one client at a time. Shop local with the Ottawa Mortgage Shop at www.ottawamortgageshop.com. All right, let's bring in Ron Rico. Let's get on yep. with talk. Let's get away from the frustrations that have been <laughs> this episode. I have no idea. Ron Rico, thank you very much for hanging on to us. This is I, absolutely insanity. I feel your frustration because I've been there. I get it. <laughs> Man, like you have patience because I would have just shut everything down. You know what? See you guys next week. <laughs> no, good for you man <laughs> i was right in there for that and i don't even know if it's uh if it's going i'm looking at warnings we have with the link for the actual cap city beats website was that going down i think the app is working fine but right my lord that is the i should have this should be a, a stronger drink is what i need to do anyway you're good man you're good yeah we're, we're part good about this is that the bills are still in the playoffs that's that we crazy. are, my friend. That we are. Um, for a minute there, because I, if this show didn't, if this show didn't go on, I, I would have said that this was, this would have been the reason that if we lost, it would have been for this reason, because this show has kept the bills alive, right? So let's keep it going, Brock and Pep. This is a good luck charm. This is a good luck charm. Got to roll with it. Roll That's it right, right in the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl after party. That's what we're going to be doing. Absolutely. With bills mafia moving forward you know it all right let's get right into it what are your thoughts on last weekend bills ravens i tried to tell you guys this is all i'm saying I, we try bills fans have tried have been trying to tell people that this team is better than people are giving them credit for and i mean the chatter was i mean we were supposed to beat the Colts. They gave us a, a a very good matchup. Why? Because they're a balanced team. Balanced balanced teams usually give us a harder time. Case in point, when we played the Rams, we were crushing them. Then they came back because of a run game and a pass game. Baltimore doesn't have a pass game, so we could we were able to just really focus down on their run game and force Lamar. And I hate to say it, and I like Lamar to be a quarterback. You're gonna have to will your team back. You know what I'm saying to uh, to to get this win, and he was doing it. He was marching, he was about to score, and Teron Johnson, pick six, and game over. It's a wrap, man. <laughs> Bills are on to the Chiefs. Let's go. So when you're watching the the Browns and Chiefs just on that matchup basis, what you're just talking about, 
Right. Were you cheering for one team or another based solely on the fact of knowing Bills had to face the winner next week? You know what? Here's here's the funny here's the funny thing. Um I actually think we match up better uh with the Chiefs than we do uh the Browns. So had we faced the Browns, we would have had to deal with a tough run game, a, a more balanced team, right? But uh, but they 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 rely heavily on the run. So I was more worried about facing the Browns with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, those two boys are bad. So um, I'm actually okay with the outcome. We play the Chiefs, and it happens to be that uh, Mahomes is not 100%. That's the that's the way the, the cookie crumbles. Sometimes you're healthy, sometimes you're not. I'm sure he's going to play. I'm, gonna, I'm sure the powers that be will make sure that everything's lined up and the doctors say he's good to go, even though he may not be. But nonetheless, uh, the Chiefs are on the on the plate, and uh, we'll be. I'm sure we'll be ready for it. He. I don't want to interrupt you, Pierre, if you're about to say something. No, go ahead. Uh, he, Mahomes got knocked pretty bad on the weekend. The, the hit itself didn't seem that bad, but him getting up and and the lack of balance and having to be held was was frightening to kind of see. And you think there's no way he's going to be there for next week, realistically, if the doctors were playing everything by the rules. Again, right. these are bigger sometimes, or, or I guess uh, maybe they they – they make them smaller than they actually are so that a player can push through and play because, you know, again, 10 years ago, this wasn't even on the table. They would definitely be playing. But uh, now with long-term effects, athletes are a bit more conscious. I think he does play. How does that affect the mindset of the Buffalo Bills where it's maybe he doesn't play, maybe he's not 100%? Um, you know, is that something that will actually affect the Bills maybe negatively? It can, uh, especially because uh, when McDermott and, and his pressers, along with Leslie Frazier, uh, I mean they know what's going on. They know who they're supposed to prepare for. But I mean, you gotta, you have, have you have to prepare for um, Henny as well. But what he said was, you're not necessarily preparing for the quarterbacks. You're preparing for the system. Uh, and that, I thought that was really key that he said that because you saw what Henny was able to do. He was still able to move the ball. So it's an Eric Bieniemy system. It's a Andy Reid system. So if you prepare for the system and tweak a few things based on the personnel, meaning which quarterback is going to play, uh, just stay true to the system and stay true to your scheme, your defensive scheme. You should be okay. Uh, but I mean, listen, man, this Chiefs team is not a joke. So we're going to find out what's really good. Well, that's the thing, and you, you prepare for Mahomes. The you, you, yes, you prepare for the system, but you're preparing. You're, you're going to be playing Mahomes. He's going to play. Yeah. It, uh, the injury was less about a um, less about a concussion, more about a pinched nerve. So yeah. he had a combination of the two, and the pinched nerve can create like uh, a lack of blood flow to your brain. It can. Uh, we don't know if he got up and was on just on wobbly wobbly pops, or if he was just like you know maybe he didn't have any feeling in his leg. We don't really know. He never lost consciousness. I didn't see him lose consciousness. So if I'm the Bills, I prepare for him. But Me too. the Bills, uh, spectacular play from their left left and right tackles against the Ravens. I don't uh, want to go. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to go back and uh, and reassess the game we did that they just won. But they got excellent play from. They shut down Pernell McPhee and they shut down the other the the other outside linebacker Matt Judon on the other side. That was the absolute key. And I thought. Like, I was super impressed with Dawkins. Is it Dawkins? Yep, Deion Dawkins. And the other guy was Williams. Those guys played out, out of their minds, and they were pumped up. They were jacked up. They're going back into the huddle, and they're, they're it's, it, you could tell that this is a team of destiny. 
I think they're going to give the Chiefs all the Chiefs can handle. I really do. I think defensively they were imp- – I was super impressed with their defense. I thought, what? Like line their linebacker play, their their defensive line play. They The Buffalo Bills proved to me that they are now officially legit. If they were, if anybody had any doubt going into this game, it's over. The doubt is now officially I'm knocking gone. on wood. If anybody's wondering what that sound is, I'm knocking on wood constantly because Pep keeps jinxing the Bills well, over in this conversation. Well, hang on. I, the jinx and the curse only go so far. I know what I'm talking about. I know what, I trust my eyes, and I'm telling you right now that that team right. is officially legit. So, right. cur- curse aside, I, I've seen enough football to know that they have now graduated into the big leagues. Beating the Ravens at like on the road or at home, that's a tough team to beat. So congratulations on that. Very tough team to beat. And uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take it a step further. Uh Deion Dawkins and and Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams, if people don't realize, uh was a former Panthers uh right tackle, Pro Bowl right tackle. Um, uh, and then some injuries kind of set him back. So um the familiarity with coach um mcdermott brought him to buffalo he was supposed to be in buffalo a couple of years back but he chose to stay with the panthers but now he's right he's rightfully where he's supposed to be Deion dawkins he got paid he got his money the bills are one of the best pass blocking teams we have the best pass blocking um center well one of the best pass blocking centers in mitch morse so there's a reason why you see uh josh allen upright uh, we we have what we're the ninth best pass blocking team in the game top 10 so this was this was it's meant to be it's meant to be so we just got to keep it up uh stay healthy and um and we'll go from there i do have a question for you guys though is josh allen a star yet superstar yes or just a really on the cusp star what, what, what would you guys consider him pierre you want to answer that first uh, I, I yes i yes yeah, you guys feel that? Because the yeah. conversation is he's not a superstar yet, and he's not a star yet, but he's on the cusp. He's a star. He's playing out of his mind right now. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Here's okay. my take on him. Uh, throughout the season, again, I've, I've made this comment multiple times where I'm just like, he hasn't um, – he hasn't – not that he hasn't impressed me, but he hasn't – I guess that's lack of a better term. It is on the cusp. It's not to say he's not a star now, but he – is on the cusp and still has development left that he's on the cusp of being a superstar. He's a Got star it. now Got he's it. on the cusp and has the ability that if he keeps developing and gets a couple of little things out of his game, he will be a superstar. Like we're t- like a Mahomes and Rogers kind of level, as opposed to, um, you know, oh, I say Brady and stuff like that. Like Rogers and Mahomes from a, a quarterback standpoint, if I was to grab one, I'm going to take them because they're, they're just physically gifted and can right. make throws that nobody else in the world can make. Brady can run an offense. That's fine. But I take a quarterback from a quarterback and Brady isn't at the Rodgers and Mahomes for me, but a Josh Allen has a lot of intangibles that he will be at that level, but he is a star right now, but on the cusp of being a superstar. He is sitting amongst quarterbacks right now in the final four that have multiple rings, right? Mahomes got one. I think Rodgers has two or one. I think Rogers has two, one. and one he's got one, one as well, yeah, one as well, and then you got Brady with six. So, and then Allen's the new guy in that conversation. Man, it's exciting to be a Bills fan. It really is, and uh, we have a guy that is legitimately a guy that's going to be a hard, uh, a hard nose quarterback for years to come, and on the right team. Goodness, I feel sorry for the rest of the league. Uh, Brock, the game plan against the Chiefs 
it's got it's got to be similar to how they approach the the Ravens. No third and shorts, no fourth and shorts. You got to get the Chiefs off the field on third down. The Chiefs' opening drive to counter the Browns' opening drive was time possession. I think the time possession in the first half of that Browns game was like uh, what a twenty to ten for the Chiefs. They know how to con- they can play any way you want. You you want to have a shootout. No problem. They want to control the clock. No problem. It's going to be imperative, just like against the Ravens, to get off the field on third down. Yep. Can they do it, Brock? Do you think they can do it? It's it's really going to be. I'm I'm dying to see how uh, McDermott and his staff prepare defensively for the Chiefs, because they can hurt you in many different ways. Their run game is legit. Their pass game is out of this world sometimes. So how do you take that away? You, it's hard to say I'm going to take both away, but there's got to be an emphasis on one of them to say we're going to take this away and we're going to plan for the passing game or vice versa. And I'm excited to see how they do it. But, yeah, you cannot afford – it's just like in college when you're play, watching Alabama. You can't afford to give them other opportunities. They're an offense that can score at will. So if you have an opportunity to get them off the field, you damn well better do it. Yeah. And there better not be no any stupid penalties, any any reason yeah. third down to to keep your drive going because you will get stung by that, and that's that's the end of the game. You need to be sound and smart about you things. Definitely, you definitely do. Can I share something with you guys? That's yeah. really that's really interesting. So there's the tail of the tape between both Bills and and the Chiefs. Look how close uh, these two teams are. All right, and let, let me let me just remind you too. The last time we lost to a team was against the Cardinals. I don't count that as a loss because we really won that game, but we'll, we'll do that. But before that Cardinals game, the Chiefs was the last team we lost to, right? Just to give you guys context on that. Um, here's the deal. When it comes to the records are 15-3, and three, Chiefs are 15-2. and two. Points po- uh, point scored per game. You got uh, 31.3 points by the Bills. They're second in the league. The Chiefs are at 29.6, sixth, right? Points allowed per game, 23.5 for the Bills. 22.6 for the Chiefs, right? That's 10th and that's 16th. Going down, going to sacks. We have 38. We're tied for 15th. Sacks 32 for the Chiefs. Look how similar they are in statistics, right? Turnovers. We're plus four. They're plus six. When it goes to average starting field position, we're sixth in the league at 30.7. On the 30-yard line, they're 28. So we're such a similar team, people don't realize it. Here's the big one. Third down percentage. We're, we're first in the league. We are efficient when it comes to being third down. We're first in the league at 49%. They're at 49% as well, right? We're 49.7, they're 49%. So penalties, similar. Everything down the line is similar. So this is going to be about who makes more plays. Last game against the Ravens was who makes the mistake. This one is going to be who makes more plays. And this is where we're going to find out uh, if Josh Allen's weapons that we brought him and Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, John Brown are going to come and do what they're supposed to do, as opposed to your Tyreek Hills, your McCole Hardmans, and your Travis Kelseys. We're going to find out what's really good. I like when a team has lost to another team, plays them in the playoffs. I'm a big Me fan too. of that to a point. Like, Me too. Looking back on it now, looking at the season, I say, yes, I'm glad Buffalo lost to KC during the season because they will have an opportunity and maybe a bit more of a chip on the shoulder or whatever. When you lose, you really – look 
internally and look and see why did we lose that game a lot more intently than if you beat a team that you're supposed to beat you almost look start looking the next week you don't look at those games so i think that i don't know i i'm a big fan of that so i think that plays in buffalo's favor it's a uh, hard hard to beat a team twice in the nfl unless it's a divisional team like uh where you play them twice a year to, to beat a team twice once in the regular season once in the playoffs really hard to do i think that's advantage buffalo uh when we're talking about that and with a hurt, with a hurt, Mahomes, uh, where I mean, every anything happened. And first, and furthermore, the game plan last week. I mean, the last time the Chiefs played, we got out coached, but because we we made a decision, it was to allow Clyde's Ed Edwards Hilaire to run all over us, mm-hmm. kill all the clock that you can, and trusting our offense can really be in the game. The the game ended up what the score was like twenty three to sixteen. I can't remember exactly what the score was, but it was one play away if we made quiet collide fumble on that one play if you guys remember that game but his knee was down and Allen got that ball we were scoring and we would have we probably would have beat the chiefs that game so it was close here's one big stat that you guys have to realize i just sent uh, pep i just sent you the uh uh one of the graphics but when it comes to um there was a really big stat okay how many teams that uh, the bills have beat over by 10 points or more we've done it eight times this year the chiefs zero or is it one mm. time mm. every game that they've played it's been closer than people give mm. them so it's blowing out business or they keep airing it out and putting points on the board hey that that mm. offense is and defense is not that that potent as people think so everybody better chill out on these chiefs man these bills are freaking for real hey, let me tell you this there's more to mahomes than just the concussion and the, the pinch nerve uh, for a, a quarter and a half he was playing on one foot he uh, sprained his toe and they, they put him under the tent. They had to look at it. They tried to tape it up. He was not fully healthy mm. up until that play where he, where he scrambled and got hurt. So there's that to look at as well, that element there. Now, Brock, and maybe and, and uh, Rico, you guys can maybe uh, elaborate on this. As a quarterback, it's his left foot. He's a right-handed thrower. Does, that, does, that, uh, does a bum toe affect your ability to throw accurately or, or deep or both? I would I would assume you need all your extremities to to, to really be a hundred percent. I mean, look at Goff. You had a thumb uh, that was. I mean, obviously a thumb is huge, but like that was that was that paid a lot of dividends into what he yeah. could and couldn't do. Uh, Mahomes is he's a complete quarterback. He's running all over the place. He's cutting and he's doing all this stuff. All these contorting of his body. You're putting a lot of pressure on your feet and your toes to kind of grip in. So I'm assuming that that's going to play a part. So I mean, something from a mobility standpoint, but if there's one guy who can overcome that, it's going to be because when you think about a right-handed thrower, like you're pushing off the weight transfers from your right foot to your left foot. So usually, if guys are like a like a pitcher or somebody you're trying to like throw hard, you're you're transferring that, and if you can't land on your left or or have the right weight transfer, that's going to affect it. The thing mm-hmm. with Mahomes is that that guy will throw off his back foot as hard mm-hmm. as anybody in the NFL can throw with the right weight transfer. So if yeah. anybody's going to work through it and not really be affected, or at least not to the degree that other people would be, Mahomes is that guy. So um, again, the Bills put everything out of your mind. There's no toe. There's no concussion. There's no nothing. We are oh, yeah. coming and we want Mahomes 100% because we're going to beat you 100%. No excuses. Did you say we? <laughs> he did say we. We did say we. Are you, are you, are you back on the wagon? <laughs> I mean, literally, if I could have got it in on time, I was just close to buying a uh, Ruben Brown jersey I saw online. I was like, ah. Oh. You should have grabbed it. I, 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 I got to ask you this. Right? 
is is uh, I call I still call it Rich Stadium because I don't even know what it's called anymore. Is it New Era we Field or we don't even have it. we we got rid of that. We don't even have it. It's just Bill Stadium right now because we don't have a name. I'm gonna call it Rich Stadium just for sure. nostalgia. Um, hardest place to kick. I know they're playing in in Arrowhead, but is that that is harder? That place is harder to kick in than Heinz Field because the bowl is lower. So like you get the the lake effect wind. It it is crazy in there. Like Justin. Justin Tucker is the best kicker in the NFL, and he might go down as the best kicker ever. Adam Vinatieri might have something to say about that, but um, Harrison Bucker might be one one A or was. He struggled this week against the Browns. He missed an extra point and a couple of field goals in a game where it's supposed to be twenty five degrees Fahrenheit. You know, it's going to be really cold in Kansas City, and it comes down to the kicking game. The Bills have a, I believe he's a rookie, is he not? Yep, yeah, the best, Big Daddy Bass. Big Daddy Bass kicked yep. some Big Daddy ass. He mm-hmm. hit some. He had a couple of good field goals. Um, well, I think it was just the one field goal, but it was a big field goal at the time. It was a huge one, and he missed you a know, couple. So. Yeah, he yeah. missed a couple too, right? Him and Tucker. Take yeah. that thing off your face. Hey, he's not Nelly, right? Take it off. <laughs> well, you know what? I'll, I'll, give you guys, I'll give you guys a story because uh, it's funny. I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, I asked him about that because I had him. Uh, our snap, our our, our long snapper, um, uh, Ferg- Reed Ferguson, and our kid and our punter. I had all three of them on on Bajorquez. a show. Bjorkes, I had Bajorquez on there as well. So we're chopping it up, and I was like, I got a, I got a timeout. I'm like, Bass. First of all, at the beginning of the season, you had this loose jersey, like you're you're playing like in the '90s. What what made you tighten up your jerseys? Like, yeah, they made fun of me. I was like, so what's with that Nelly band? Like, what you got here? So he's like, a little bit of his is because of swag, and the other reason is because of his grandmother. His grandmother passed, and there's a reason that he has that. So that was the reason for it. So you can't make fun of him anymore. You can't. When I saw it on TV, I actually remember, I remember thinking this to my head, maybe it's something to do with something, you know, like he's maybe giving his kid, maybe he had a kid, giving his kid the old one off or whatever. I don't know, but uh, wow. Okay, good. See, we got the inside inside scoop. That it was supposed to be like, oh, he feels more part of the team or something if he had the the one, like a bit tougher. And then he made a couple of field goals. So I thought, okay, he'd put another one on, like just like hits a field goal and then pull one off if he misses it. I kind of like that. I like that. Uh, I'll probably, you know what? I'll try to mention that for him. See if he's uh, he'll take. <laughs> John McDermott. Right, a couple of people that are waiting to get in here. So we oh, talking about yeah. Bills Mafia and the uh, Buffalo Fanatics. Well, we got a couple who are willing to or want to come on and give us a couple minutes of their time and express their love of the Bills, what they think is going to happen next week. And let's get started with uh, Mr. Steve Dumichel, who is in the back. I think he's got his helmet on, ready to roll. There he is. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. Is it Sunday night yet? Let's go. That's Kelly. Look at that helmet. Jim, no, no, no. It's a, well, it's a Kelly helmet, I guess, but yeah. Allen jersey. Turn your, oh, turn to the side. oh, I got a, I got a Jim Kelly signed uh, helmet up there too. I met him oh, a few years ago in Ottawa. And you, and you got the white face mask. Everybody loves a white face mask. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, man. Oh, don't tell me about that. Eh? Everybody <laughs> on Bill's Mafia wants the white face mask. Back, I know. But they want the red buckets back too. But I know, I know. I don't get it. Uh, I like Buffalo's nice. uniforms right now, actually. Like, yeah, yeah, me too. Go back, but the Bills units yeah. are. Yep. I like the newer ones too. Three in the league for sure. Yeah. So, how you doing as a Bills fan? Nervous, anxious, excited, everything. Like yeah. thoughts last weekend. Uh, last weekend, edge of my seat. Uh, I didn't think, to be honest. Uh, obviously, I mean, I want the Super Bowl. I've been cheering for Bills for almost thirty years now. Uh, I've been through a lot of it. Uh, and, uh, I think it's time. Uh, I wish Bean would have actually did a couple pickups on defense. I think we struggle with, uh, with the pass rush a little bit still and the stop and the stop and the run, obviously. So I really wish we would have picked somebody up, uh, 
uh, at the deadline, which which we didn't. Um, so I hope that doesn't hurt us. I didn't think we'd get this far. I don't think anybody really thought we would get this far in the AFC Championship. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're right there now. We were playing against a, a hurt uh, Mahomes uh, Sunday night. So uh, hopefully uh, Frazier can dial up the pressure and see how that turf toe is doing. We're going to find out. We're going to find out. Sure. I like Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes is all the pass rush you need. That guy's playing uh, like he's 25. Yeah, exactly. He's long serving on the team. He's been there since 2003. Yeah, no kidding. What's your prediction? Or excuse me, 13. Uh, I have the Bills, obviously. I have to take the Bills. Um, I'm very, I guess, I uh, I hope Mahomes isn't, uh, is closer to uh, 60% and, and not 90%. Uh, I got to go with Bills 27 24 is what I'm calling. Um, oh, so it's, uh, oh, it'd be tight. Yeah. Right. Like, I, I just, I, I, uh, I, like, the week six, Allen threw for 100. I, I'll, two things I guarantee that's not happening Sunday night. Allen's not throwing for 120 yards, and Clyde uh, Edwards Alaire is not running for 250. So, uh, we, we played them without Matt Milano in week six. We're 12 and 0 with Milano in the lineup this year. And we're three and three without him. Uh, Edmonds was hurt. Allen wasn't a hundred percent. So now we got Mahone's not a hundred percent and uh, Breland in concussion protocol as well. So I don't know what, what his status will be. Uh, I'll, I mean, I put the, the farm, the house, the truck, the dog and uh, naming rights to my next child on Mahomes playing Sunday night. I can guarantee you that, but I hope Frazier brings that, brings the pressure and, you know, like you said, t- t- test out that, uh, that turf toe on him and, uh, yeah, see what happens. We got to win the turnover rattle. We got to run the ball. Uh, just seven runs. We got to dial up some runs for Allen. Uh, the the defensive line for uh, KC is a lot smaller than Baltimore's, so I think we can get some runs in. And and KC had time of possession fifteen minutes over the Bills in Week Six. Fifteen minutes more. That's insane. I I, I believe we I don't know three possessions in the first half. But there was so, a reason for that. There was a reason for that. We we wanted to do that. We wanted the game plan was to let Clyde kill the clock, and they they uh, McDermott wanted to trust our D line, right? We can stop the run. We just want to keep everyone in front of us. Tyreek Hill, yeah. all that speed in front of us. So that was the game plan. That was the game yeah. plan to allow that to happen. However, you said some things that were very true. Milano was not uh, was not there, and the most important thing was uh, Allen was dealing with a hurt shoulder he was never 100 percent. my man is ready to go right now so cheese better watch out i mean we're gonna turn them to the chefs cook us some buffalo wings blue cheese or ranch whatever the hell you want it's happening alan's gonna settle down though how many how many deep passes did he miss last week against baltimore he needs to settle down sugar high and josh allen needs to settle down a bit and he's got to hit some of those things. Some of those deep balls he wasn't even close on against Baltimore. I don't know if that's nerves. I don't know what it is. Maybe it was he was better down going on the on the, that on was the road. Wind related yeah. thing. Wind that related. Was the, that yeah. and the, the field. And he, like R had yeah. those same issues. Yeah. But you're right. You got to hit those. Like that game, other than a pick six, was very very tight. Josh hits digs on that seam route with that one quick move. That's a that's a game changer and a momentum builder, and you got to hit those. Like now, you're in a spot where you need to be making those plays. This is crunch time now. Like Gabe Davis too, dropping a ball in his hands. Yes, it was a tough catch, but it's in your hands. You're a professional. You got to catch that in the end zone when they had to settle for three earlier on in the game as well. So, but he, he he's, he's he's been huge all year though. So like uh, one toss, I'm sure he's beating himself up more than anybody else can, and. 
he's going to come out just like everybody else. And uh, I sure hell we uh, hope we get there. And uh, you know, let's take let's take down Brady. Brady in the end, the Super Bowl. That would be just a dream come true. Hey, once the, that time, That's... yeah, for sure, for sure. Speaking of huge, this is a a, a battle of two good guys. When I t- when you're talking about Sean McDermott and Andy Reid, like I mean, does it get any better than those two guys in the NFL? The Walrus is one of I mean, I'm no offense, Buffalo fans, but I love me some Andy Reid. That guy can game plan and scheme with the best of them. You guys better expect everything, especially if Mahomes is hurt or any kind of hurt. You don't know what you're going to get from yeah. him. And that offense, I mean, I, I just. Andy Reid is one is my guy. I love me some Andy Reid. And uh, how do you guys feel about the Andy Reid Sean McDermott battle? I f- I feel good um, uh, about this because Andy Reid uh, is the teacher, and McDermott is the pupil. Right? He's the he's the student. People don't realize yep. that he comes from that Andy Reid tree. So the yep. teacher taught me a lesson the first game. <laughs> I learned. And now I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and and use the experience that I have on my roster with with Leslie Frazier and Eric Williams and all those guys and go back to it and get get to it. So I think uh, I think we should, we're gonna we're gonna give them everything they can take. This is it, man. One game before the Super Bowl, or you're gonna get it all. You're gonna get it Steve, all. Steve, what I do you agree? Think? I yeah. I love uh, I love our coaching staff. I love McDermott. Uh, I think the guys I think the guys love McDermott and uh, love Dayball him. and Frazier and. Uh, the quarterback coach uh, Palmer and like yep. they just it's, it's, it's honestly like I I've seen every game there is I I, I follow on Twitter I listen to WGR in the friggin' every morning uh, the Buffalo uh, to see what's going on with with, with the news every morning and uh, I just I I want this so bad and uh, it's a family out there and uh, you know I I think we can get it done whether we obviously I'm, like I said I'm I'm I'm, I'm struggling with it. Uh, but if if you know, I don't know. I don't think I would put the the house and the truck on on it if M. Holmes is healthy. But uh, we we have a good shot, and I hope uh, Dable draws up a game plan where he lets uh, lets Allen cook, as the as uh, the saying goes, and doesn't play conservative. And uh, we got to establish the run and let him cook. Let him let him do what he does best. Why we're here is because of him. Steve, Rock. don't forget. Don't forget. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, Pep. No, no, no. You go ahead. Steve, don't forget, the Chiefs have played teams close all year round. Like, they're not the Chiefs of last year that were lighting everybody up. Yeah, They, they played a, a Chargers team with a rookie quarterback that wasn't even expected to play, and the, the Chargers almost took down the Chiefs. The Raiders the took down the Chiefs. They, Falcons, they, they beat them uh, by a field goal, uh, and lucky that uh, their their stud kicker missed that thirty yard field goal. Come on, from Falcons, man. Right? Yeah, the Chiefs, like, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy how this Chiefs is that nice. They're 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 hanging on what the the Chiefs did last year. Yo, get yeah. off that, man. Well, before I ask Brock my question, just to your to your point, sometimes when you win these close games and you're in a close game in the playoffs, you've been winning close games all year and you know how to do it. So. There, I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate, boys. I'm not trying to come at you. Listen, we've faced five of the top ten defenses this year. Six with the Raiders, and guess what the record is? Six and zero. Oh. Bring it. <laughs> I'm not buying that. Steve, Brock, you got my back, man. I agree. We we can let's go light them up. Let's do it. It's time for now. I got a question for the B boy. Is there hey. is there a benefit to playing the early game and late game in, in the playoffs? Like I know it's a three o'clock and a six o'clock game. I mean, is there anything to that at all? Being a throwing team playing at night, 
no, other than, you know, I mean, the lights and stuff are so good now. Receivers are used to it. But before, it would have been maybe a little bit easier to pick up the ball uh, during the day and stuff. So for throwing teams, I had an advantage. But nowadays, the technology yeah. is so good. Like, you're not going to miss it. And they're so used to it anyway. So um, I don't think so. Um, given the fact that we had technical issues and whatnot, we obviously got a later start. Well, my man, Ron Rico has got himself a show in about 10 minutes. So we're going to have to let him go to get prepared for it. For those who are going to be flipping over and watching him as I will after this show, I uh, wish you a, a great show. No technical issues on your end. Just go nice and smooth and let's roll into the weekend on a high note. Yes. End it on a higher note. Can I say something? You bet. I love you guys, man. You guys are great. <laughs> I, love you, I, love you, I love you guys bring me on. And it's even better. It's even better when the Bills are winning. And I heard you say we. So you are now officially back on the wagon. Uh, just, say just say it. Uh, get back on. Just get back on. Brock, I, just, I don't want to be now if I am like, oh, now Brock's on the wagon and then they lose. And now. Uh, no, it's fine. I'm just to keep it status quo. Status quo. All right. Them. You're you know, safe that way. On them. I am going to be eating my buffalo wings you got during it. the game. You know. We're we're there, but you got it. let's get through the weekend. I appreciate, you, on, Rico. appreciate you coming out. What's that, Pep? Who do you got? Well, just before he goes, who do you got yeah. between the, uh, the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Green Bay Packers? Um, you know what? It's probably it's it's going to be see Aaron Rodgers. Here's another thing that's crazy. We the <laughs> last time we lost, for Cardinals, forget about it. It was the Chiefs. The last time um, the freaking um, the the Packers lost was against the Bucks. <laughs> Right, so there's, there's two rematches happening, so and, and they lost pretty badly. So I, I see redemption happening. I think the Packers uh -huh. take the Bucks, um, and the Bills obviously will beat the Chiefs. But what I'd love to see is for the Bills to win and the Bucks to win, and we have one more shot at Brady, and we can end them for good. That would be that would be amazing. That would be retires, and then he retires. Oh, even better, even better, <laughs> my man Steve. <laughs> All right, Steve and Ron, I appreciate it. You guys I get appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah, guys. Sir. Thank you. Your heels up and shout. Throw your hands up and shout. Throw your head back and shout. Come on now. The bills are making it happen now. Stand up now. Come on and shout. All right. Uh, I hey, guess really we got to plan the show. Maybe even start it early. Well, if we didn't have technical issues, we would be going. But we, I can go forever with the uh, – with Bill's talk with Ron Rico there. That's crazy. That's oh, yeah. uh, it's fun. Time flies. Steve, thanks a lot for joining the show. We appreciate yeah. that. We had a couple of the callers, but with technical difficulties, they had the jet and uh, we weren't able to get there. Anyway, lots of good comments in here too. So thank you for the Facebook comments for those who are coming in. Mike Frere, Scott Endicott, all those guys that are putting stuff in there. That's fantastic. We'll answer them when we have questions. All right. What do you got, Pep? What are we moving on to? Oh, we can, uh, I, I just my give you my prediction. I think the, uh, I, Unfortunately, Bills Nation, I, I think I think it's going to be a Chiefs uh, Tampa Bay Finals. Uh, I just I, it's hard to bet against Andy Reid, so I, I'm going. I'm calling the Chiefs. I hope I'm wrong. I hope in this case it is the Cariotti curse, and I'm wrong for cheap, for Bills Mafia because we have so many friends who are rooting it's good. for the Bills. It's good you picked them because last week you picked the Ravens, and now I was did. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The Chiefs. You also picked. Uh, who else was wrong? You didn't think Green Bay was going to go? I took the Rams, yeah. I also picked Tampa, though. Uh, a lot of people took the Saints. So I was 50-50. I bet on the, all those teams this weekend. I was 50-50 this week. but um, So, yeah, it's it's going to be great. I think the beauty of this is that everybody who's still left in it is going to make for a, for a sexy Super Bowl. 
like these the four these are the four best teams in the NFL. It's it's rare. Usually one of the four is like a wild card or whatever. These are the four best teams in my opinion. And uh it's going to make for whoever whoever comes in it's going to be really really like I think it's going to be really awesome. Uh we, we got have a joining member right now, our quality control officer from behind the scenes, Curtis Fleming who's also a big Bills fan. He wants to come oh. in and get on air bet with Pierre. <laughs> Wearing the bills. All right, right. I want you to come on here, but okay, all right. But the fact that Pierre just took the Chiefs <laughs> kind of upset me a little bit. As a <laughs> friend of mine, I'm a little bit disappointed. But on the flip side of the thing, I'm kind of liking the whole periodic curse. I have a little bet for you. Okay, I'm all ears. If you take the bet, it'll be okay. if the Bills win. I get to give you the Pinto Ron treatment. Of the Buffalo Bill ta- tailgate party, where you can YouTube it, I get to douse you with ketchup and mustard. Oh. <laughs> It'll be videotaped and taped on air. And if the Chiefs win, you can do it to me. Oh, we are so on, my friend. All right. You, I'll bring the Heinz, you bring the Frenches. We got it. <laughs> You're going down. Do you know? Have you seen it? I have not. Oh, YouTube it. It's uh, <laughs> delicious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got ourselves nice. a bet. Right. That's the bet. Adding to our, our video content with one of you, yeah, who's getting down with ketchup and mustard is going to be amazing. Three bottles of each. It's from six feet away, right? Uh, it's from about that. Okay, yeah, well, It'll have to be if we're looking for bet. Commander and douse you. <laughs> I don't have a pinto, but we'll work it out. I love it. All right, boys. Okay. Hey, there. Great. We got our first on-air bet. Let's see what happens with uh, the ketchup and mustard. What do you call it again? The pinto challenge? Pinto Pinto, pinto something? Challenge? Yeah, something. Anyway, we got a uh, Facebook. I'm assuming this is Mr. Ferrer again. I got a nice He's all over the show, yeah. right? Yeah, he is. It's fantastic. Love it, Mikey. Oh, it's from Chris. That's Krista. Okay, it's Krista Kovalenko. Uh, Brock, Hi. we gotta we gotta pay some bills. We have a sponsor. We definitely do. I think our I think we just I forgot to pay. I forgot to pay our producer. He's left. <laughs> there he is. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the Ottawa Mortgage Shop, a new and modern experience with access to forty different lenders. Let them customize the best mortgage solution for your specific needs. Offering a five-star service, one client at a time. Shop local with the Ottawa Mortgage Shop at www.ottawamortgageshop.com. Oh. And I personally looked into the rates. That's how I met this gentleman, and uh, his rates are off the chart. So if you're in the more in the market for a mortgage, uh, renewing, refinancing, a new mortgage, reach out to Eric and uh, yeah, tell him Brock and Pep sent you. Brock, right. we. Have- a little time we got a little time not a lot of time but we'll we'll go a little over over because yeah. we were 10 minutes late just yeah. after little hockey talky little hockey talky hockey i am pretty excited with what i've seen so far with this uh nhl north division specifically i mean i think all the divisions are pretty cool the way it's set up but i've been obviously all the games that we watch or that are televised on tsn and on sportsnet are the canadian teams uh by the way why are leafs games still blacked out here i don't get it like this is 2021 why can you not blacked out 
Every, it's, they're blacked out. All uh, Toronto Maple Leaf games are blacked out here, unless they're playing on a Saturday night on um, on CB, CBC or occasionally on Sportsnet. But TSN Leafs games are blacked out. It's ridiculous. Now, when you say here, do you mean Ontario or Quebec? Or oh, Quebec? Not- I mean, it's Videotron. I guess I'm not local, um, regional. I don't know what it is, but mm. it's frustrating because, you know, it's a, I wanted to watch the Leafs. Uh, the North not Division... Actually, not that it was blacked out, but I remember thinking, like, oh, they're, they're blacking stuff out, but... At this point, why would you ever have it blacked out? The purpose is for people to go see the Leafs games, and that's why they black it out. Nobody can go. It's COVID. Especially Let everybody now. See it. Especially now. Wave it now while we're everybody's at home. You want to promote your product. Now's a good time to just say, you know what? Let's just nix the blackouts. No no one's going to go watch the games live. So I, I don't know. I think Some just rights re- are regionally broadcast, so they're shown in that region only, which is what – our producer is filling us in on right now. Thank you, Mike. Here's uh, I'll, well, before I go over the, uh, the seven teams and their current records in our prediction, um, Brock, the debate with hockey has always been as the uh, we've had this discussion, the evolution of the game and the speed and all that stuff. Yeah. The lack of space on the ice. Why not this season expand and open up the debate has always been we can't we're going to lose seats we're going to lose money we're going to lose revenue it's going to take away from the from whatever um well there's nobody at the games now why couldn't they try international ice this season it's it, really what are we talking about a foot on each side how long have they been off for not that long because their last season got delayed right then they went into playoffs and whatever yeah. they haven't been yeah. off that long so yeah. fans are not rejigging your stadium takes People doing it takes more, you know, you need new boards, you need new ice, you need to remove seats. And if there's, you know, a stay at home order or whatever, this is maybe not an essential service where this is, we can't have other people in there. We can't have workers doing it. We don't have time to get it done. Whatever it may be. I understand your point. The fact that there's no way there anyway. So removing a lower bowl or whatever is doesn't matter because they're not there anyway, but there's a lot more to it. And I just don't think that they have the time or the priority of doing that. They just wanted to get a season in. So how are they going to work that? They've already had to rejig the whole thing and saying we have new divisions, regional. It's just not feasible or on the top of their priority list at this point. It's just making sure they had a season. And you know what? That's totally fair argument. Uh, I mean, it'd be hard to argue right now that the fact they even have a season is a miracle considering the, the how COVID is spreading, especially in the States. But um, I, I, something I think that the, that the NHL needs to explore down the road, whether it's, you know, uh, an off season, whether it's competition committee to voting on it, they, they need to create more space on the ice. And I don't believe four on four is the answer. It takes away from, I mean, I want to see three forwards. I want to see some creativity, and I want to see two defensemen. But the only way to create more space is to make more space. So we could talk about that some other time. Right now, Brock, the Leafs are three and one, leading that North Division. The Flames are two zero and one. We got the Habs at two zero and one. The Sens sitting at one and one. They're playing the Jets right now. Uh, The Canucks and Oilers are one and three, and the Jets have only played two games. They're one and one. Uh, not too far off from my predictions, but uh, is there a team out there that you're looking forward to seeing? And is there a team that, out in that division that might be a tire fire? Within the Northern Division? Just within the North, yeah. Um, I mean, the Senators could be the tire fire. You know what I mean? Like, arguably, before the season, you'd kind of think that maybe that's who's going to finish dead last. They're a lot of fun to watch. Like, I watched the two games that, the, that they played. I uh, personally, I really like 
the the division. I like the fact that it's it's a Canadian team every time Ottawa plays or Toronto plays or whatever. It's always a Canadian team. So the fact that Ottawa is going to get to play Toronto and Montreal so much more, that's a natural rival as it is. So, um, you know, from from the first puck drop, like there, it was just it had that feeling of like, hey, here we go, and it's Ottawa Toronto. So you forget there's no fans. Forget that it's your first game of the season. It's a it's a rivalry game. So. Uh, when you start adding all the Canadian teams, I love it. Then, you know, same with the, the American divisions when you're watching Pittsburgh and Philly, like that's a rivalry game. And those are the games that I don't know to me, I'm just like, why? I think the NHL, I kind of hope the NHL sees this season and says, you know what, if it ain't broke and everybody's excited to play these games, imagine what it would be with fans and the fans get to do a, a Toronto Ottawa series 10 times a year, whatever it happens to be like, those are those are the bigger money making things. Yeah, people will pay for season tickets because they want to see all the teams, and that's what they it's gone to a couple of years back where they have, I think every team comes into your barn like once every two years or something, so you get a chance to see everybody. Okay, you know what I mean? Like that opens opportunities for the people. You say, well, that guy's a fan of, I don't know, the uh, Minnesota Wilds center, so a kid goes and watches it. But the actual, I'm using Ottawa as a, as an example, but the Ottawa center fans don't care about the Minnesota wild and what the Ottawa does against them. They want to see the leaf game. They want to see the Habs game. They want to see a Canadian team. So I think from a revenue generating thing, those are the ones that uh, sell out and that people want to be at. So you got to keep that, uh, that appeal. And we're going through a couple of, you know, ups and down weird season. And maybe there's, there's things about um, fans and coming back and whatever, make it appealing. And that's, what's going to bring fans back to the stadium. And um, you know, when you're watching games now, I just, I'm like, Oh, imagine if fans were there, like imagine the energy there would be if fans were in the building for games like this from a tire fire standpoint, the Edmonton Oilers are probably my pick in terms of um, the tire fire sort of option from the Northern division. They're the ones that are just like, what, what are they missing? They have the best player in the world arguably right now. And, they just didn't they don't show a lot of anything right now for me you know i'd have to agree i initially i said the jets because there's a lot of discord with the jets right now they're line a with the trade demands in the offseason and they lost a couple of defensemen to waivers and that upset their other defensemen and there's been chatter and sort of some infighting and they sit at one and one and they looked a little sloppy and i don't know if connor hellebuck is as good as they think he is uh, the Oilers, though, after watching them for a couple of games, I mean, they gave up like I think it was like ten goals in the first two games. Uh, Koskinen is their guy. I think Mike Smith is the backup, but he's injured. He, I mean, he is actually the second tallest goal in the NHL, but he he is. Uh, I don't know if he's the number if he's number one material on a team that has Stanley Cup aspirations. Let's not kid ourselves here. They built their team to to go to the Cup. You know, they they had a good season last year and were ousted uh, by the Blackhawks. They're, they they seem a little older. I don't know how well they've drafted, to be honest with you, with Poyarvi and uh, Nugent Hopkins. Those guys, I don't think, have really developed how they wanted them to develop. They traded Hall for Adam Larson, which I thought was a really bad deal at the time. Um, so I don't know. I think you're I think you're right about the Oilers. I think that the Oilers and Jets are going to be they're sort of trending downward. And uh, I mean, I, again, I'm wearing a Habs jersey, so for me to say the Habs are my are my team to watch, but you know, Romanov looks like legit. He was so, he's been so smooth the first couple of games and Jake Allen, who they picked up from the blues Stanley cup winning goalie. He looked, he's uh, uh Carey Price's backup. It's the first time he's had a legit backup 
in the 14 years he's been playing. Jake Allen is going to win some games from the backup position. He's going to give Carey a, 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 some nights off, and they're not going to lose. <laughs> so that's an important thing for the Habs. I think the Habs are trending upward. Jonathan Drouin, uh, that trade with the with the Tampa Bay Lightning, just it breaks my heart. He is he is softer than Cottonell on the on the ice, uh, and I, I, he's been so awful. But uh, those are my two teams. Um, is there? Do you have a, you pick a winner of the division? You know, I mean, everybody had the Leafs winning. I, to a point, I hope they do. Um, you know, I hope Big Joe has a playoff run that asterisks or not, or whatever happens to be from this season. If Joe gets a cup, I'd be pretty happy for him. Um, but uh, I don't know. I I don't think there is a clear a clear cut winner because again, the two games I saw Ottawa and Toronto, Toronto susceptible. Toronto still has a lot of that same. Um, Toronto back to them, you know what I mean? Where it's just like they, they'll find a way to lose games, and yeah. uh, I just and yeah, it's a back end related for a lot of it, but um, you know, I don't know, they just haven't stood out 100% to me. I, it's too early for me to say I, I have a clear cut winner because I don't. I do like the Flames. I like the Flames. They picked up Jacob Markstrom, the goalie for the Canucks. Yep. Canucks goaltending, they're, they're relying on t- uh, Tyler Demko, who's a second-year guy. And they picked up Braden Holtby from uh, from the Capitals. Yep. We'll see. Um, so I think those two teams could could trend up. JT Miller's back from COVID. He's a really important piece of the Canucks. So we'll see. I, I love it. No, I'm with you, buddy. I love the uh, I love the, stru- the structure and... Uh, I may not watch a lot of the other games though. Like if there's a, a Canadian game on every night, then I'm, I'm not likely to watch Buffalo, uh, you know, New Jersey or whatever. I, you know, I don't know. That may be the only reason the NHL, you know, doesn't go to this thing because I believe I have no, maybe our, you know, Curtis in the back and check, but I feel like the Canadian viewership would be a lot stronger than the American market for the most part. And I think if you're doing a Canadian versus Canadian teams up here, that's what we're going to be watching. Yeah. So maybe that does affect other markets in the States that would normally have a Canadian team come in that, you know, there is a market watching again, I may be speaking uh, gibberish and completely wrong, but um, that's my feeling is that, uh, you know, hockey is still a strong Canadian driven sport. And so if we have the fans for that, then uh, the NHL might want to switch away for it. But um, that being said, I'm pretty pumped for uh, to watch hockey. You know, I haven't be- been like that for a while. So when you get uh, Toronto, Ottawa's Toronto, uh, Ottawa, Montreal, Toronto, Montreal, all those kind of round robins, and then some of the you know Flames, Oilers, those fireworks that happen there, and even some of with the Canucks, like um, you know, those are games I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna be actually interested in watching them. So I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, for our listeners who follow uh, Lauren Goldenberg, who was a guest of ours a few weeks ago, uh, if you're on his Facebook page, I highly recommend he posted an article about hockey training. Um, Lauren does a lot of research uh, before he uh, posts articles and he and before he actually writes them. This is really interesting stuff about overtraining and uh, uh, using what different types of energy systems that uh, hockey require from your body. So. Uh, highly recommended. Really good read. He posted an article on his Facebook page. If you follow him, so a little shout out to Lauren there. Um, look, we we are we did have some technical difficulties. We are running out of time. I was going to really quickly talk about the Raptors, but I'm going to do that next week. Uh, they are they are now five and eight. I think the last time we talked about them, they were one and eight. So they've uh, they've sort of bounced back in a really really weak 
Eastern Conference. Like all these teams are jumbled up in like seven and six, five and seven. So they're in the mix right now. So that's a good sign. And Chris Boucher, baby, the Canadian kid is playing out of his mind. So we'll talk more about that with some basketball guys. But we got a top five that we want to uh, we want to uh, end the show with. Uh. Take it away. Hey, that's our top five. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So you chose the top five, uh, and the top five being the top five worst quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl. The reason I I suggested that is because the top four best quarterbacks in the NFL, in my opinion, are playing this weekend. Still playing, yeah. So – you know, and it just got—I thought it got me thinking. Well, boy, what what awful quarterbacks went ahead and won the Super Bowl? And uh, that's what—that's what I—that's what I just uh, came to mind. So, um, do you have do you have a, a, a list, or do you want me to go through mine? You go through your list. My list okay. is different. All right, let me just uh, lower this here. So, at number five, this is not going to be a popular choice with a couple of people right away. Uh, Matt Putvey, Natter, I'm really sorry, and I love this guy personally, but Jim McMahon. Uh, is number five on my list. Um, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but the, the year that they won the Super Bowl with the 85 Bears, the arguably the best defense in NFL history, I mean, he threw 15 touchdown passes and 11 picks. He wasn't spectacular. They had Walter Payton, but they had that 4-6 deep Buddy Ryan defense that was innovative at the time. So he's my number five. Number four, I got Joe Flacco. Anytime I could stick it to Joe Flacco and the Ravens, I'm going to. 2013 Ravens, again, super defense. Ray Lewis's last year. Number three, Jeff Hostetler took over for Phil Simms. Phil Simms got injured that year. Hostetler came in. He almost lost them a couple of games. Um, They ran that Bills Super Bowl. I think people forget how that Super Bowl went. They ran the ball. The the time of possession was three to one. OJ Anderson ran for 100 yards. All Bill Parcells did was run the ball and eat the clock, and he shortened the game. Um, And then obviously the Scott Norwood kick, but... Jeff, that Giants defense again, Lawrence Taylor and all those guys, Carl Banks. So we're seeing a theme here. Number two, I had, again, uh, the Ravens, uh, Trent Dilfer, the 2000 Ravens. Again, that defense might be the best defense in history. That's the 85 Bears and them usually in the conversation. Um, I get Trent Dilfer. I mean, geez, what are we talking about here? Trent Dilfer. So uh, number one, I had debated between Dilfer and this guy. Number one, I had the 2002 Bucks. That's your team. You talk about them all the time because you love the, the Simeon Rice and Warren Sapp and all those guys. But Brad Johnson, uh, yeah, the, the name just the, the name alone says mediocrity. Brad Johnson, just a boring name, just a boring guy who played with a super great defense. So that's my top five. Hey, that's good. You put uh, Brad at the top, which I appreciate. I have a new <laughs> distaste for Brad. Because of his son Max, who's the freshman quarterback at LSU, which uh, he actually beat the Gators this year. Which is that uh, right? So that's okay. uh, yeah, not getting the playoffs. But uh, Big Brad was in the stands, um, and I think his son looked at him and said, "Dad, what should I do?" And he went, "I don't know. Let the defense do it." Anyway, um, <laughs> we don't have. I couldn't argue. You would give me your top five, so I had looked through it and I was like, "There is absolutely nobody else I can add to this." Um, so I sort of went into the loss column and I started looking at the at top five worst quarterbacks who were actually in the Super Bowl to begin with, but they were so bad they couldn't even win that game. <laughs> okay. Um, I have no particular order, but 
Uh, I got a guy by the name of Tony Eason with the Patriots back in uh, 85 against the Bears. That guy's horrible. I uh, look at his stack, garbage. Uh, Rex Grossman, you know, it pains me to say from a Florida standpoint. I mean, the guy didn't really pan out too much in 2006 versus Indy. Um, I put Jimmy G on the list, and that was last year. Uh, Absolutely. 2019. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I think he was garbage, lost to KC. Absolutely. Kerry Collins from the Giants, <laughs> 2000 against the Ravens. Uh, top of my list, I went backwards. Again, no particular order, but uh, Neil O'Donnell was on there, uh, 1995 versus Dallas. And he made, uh, who's the guy that picked him off? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> the reason that this one guy has a house, and I think the guy calls him calls his house Neil O'Donnell's Palace because that's white for him. No, Curtis will find it. Who's the guy that uh, four picks in the Super Bowl uh, for <laughs> Dallas against Neil O'Donnell and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and then he got a huge payday from a different team and uh, didn't really pan out after that. So, and, so did Neil O'Donnell. Neil O'Donnell, because of the Super Bowl, and he had a good year after that, the Jets paid him all kinds of money, and he went 1-15 under Rich Kotite, who might be the one of the worst coaches in NFL history. There's uh, – let's never talk about the Jets and their <laughs> decisions as being a surprise uh, or good. Um, and then I had Kaepernick in a question mark to say, like, would he fall into that category? Uh, he, that's a tough one. Well, and and – to me, I wouldn't put him in that list, but I know a lot of people would. Um, I, it probably depends on how you vote. But anyway. I got um, to give Kaepernick a little credit here. So the way the, some of the quarterbacks are play, Larry Brown, yes. Larry yes. Brown. The way the quarterbacks play now, a, lo- a lot of what they do with this RPO stuff, Kaepernick kind of made it cool again that year, that particular year. And, uh, you know, they, you know you're know, you seeing a lot of it now. And, you know, I don't know. Like, give the guy a little bit of credit. Again, systems make quarterbacks and make players. Football, more than anything else, is a system-driven success rate. So if you're if you're in a position that fits well with your skill sets in a system that benefits you and maximizes your skill set, you will be successful and you will get paid for it. Otherwise, you won't. Just like Anybody who goes to the Jets, it doesn't matter what your skill set is because their scheme and their whatever coaching sucks. So that's all going down the drain. You are done. So anyway, I, I talk. I think of Brady. I think of the scheme. I think of what uh, um, you know the variety of offensive coordinators through with Belichick who have done with that offensive system, um, and he benefited from it. Same with Andy Reid. You know what I mean? Um, Mahomes has all the intangibles, but you put Mahomes into a green. Kelly Green, maybe Kelly Green and White Jersey for the New York Jets. And we're not talking about them. We're just talking about like the biggest waste of salary and skill that the New York Jets can figure out. That's just the way it works. They have not been able to do anything. Right now, there's New York Jets players on their couch, just they're shivering. It's like, what? Somebody's talking about me. They're just, uh, you have just completely just savage, just to rip them. Them apart, Snubble of March. Uh, we're yeah, sorry, man. Say, sorry, Seb. Yeah, this was unintended, <laughs> but it's true. He's got to know about anybody. It's just, it yeah, is I don't know. Hey, talk about Le'Veon Bell. You're the best running back in the league. You go to the Jets, and you're not so great anymore. <laughs> this is what it is. Okay. Um, do we have anything else we got to talk about tonight? I think we're pretty much at the limit. 
I yeah. need a drink after the after this technical stuff at the beginning. It was so embarrassing. I apologize to all of our listeners. Uh, it was amateur hour. I thought we were done with those. I take full responsibility for it. Uh, and will not happen again. It's so hard on yourself, pal. No, I, really, it was fine. It was. It was. Uh, I was in the green room while the, all that stuff was going on, and it was. It's good, and people understand that it happens. Uh, you know, occasionally we're watching a show, and that just the show disappears for five minutes or whatever. It happens. It's all good. You're the technical guru, pal. Well, see, that's the pressure that you put me on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's a technical guru, and he can't even get his live feed to go. I get it. Hey, let's get uh, out of here. Uh, yeah. I got a good song. This is going to pump me up. It's going to make me feel good as we get off on this uh, Tuesday. We get ready for the weekend. We are going to uh, bring a camera crew down for the Bills game because somebody's getting doused with ketchup and mustard. That's going to be fun to have on. <laughs> Uh, that being said, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Make sure that you, uh, you know, take a look at our uh, unsportsmanlike convo swag. And it's nice, uh, it is. You can get whatever you want. Here we go. We're going out to Biggie. I love the dough. Through the city, play Monopoly with real cash. Me and Biggie and the models be shaking Nate's to Diddy ass and Parada be something you cats got to see and the watches be all types of shapes and stones being broke as childish. And I'm quite grown, run up in a club with the ice on me and Python. Scope the spot out, see something nice, and I'm gone. You cats home screaming the fight on. I'm in the 1500 seats watching Tyson. Same night, same fight, but one of us cats ain't playing right. I let you tell it. People place yourselves in the shoes of two felons. And tell me you won't fall every chance you get At any chance you hit We live for the moment Make sense, don't it? Now make dollars Cats pop bottles Bone chicks that favor our dollars And rack up frequent flight mileage Magnums while jigging back something. Watch platinum, got jet lag from. Flights back and forth, pop corks are the best grapes. Make the best CDs and the best tapes. Don't forget the vinyl. Take girls, break spinals. Biggie B, Richie like Lionel. Shit, you seen the Jesus? Dip the H classes. Ice project off lights. Shit flashes. Blind and broke asses. Even got rocks in the beard and mustaches. Rock top fashions. Ain't shit changed except the number after the dot on the range. Way niggas look at me now, kinda strange. I hate y'all too. Rather be in Caribbean sand to Rachel. It's unreal. Out the blue, Frank White got sex appeal. Bitches used to go ill, still toast still. Trying to see five mil off the single, for real. You ain't phasing uh, the amazing. Uh-huh. While your gun's raising, mine is blazing. <laughs> so you wanna see me on talking sweetness? Take it for weakness, leave quick. Rocker, rocker, fella, bad boy, collabo. MCs with mad dogs. I love you more than I 
laws. Uh, Pockets stay full. Uh, nigga, skip the ball, cause we mad at doors. Snatch the P89s that we pack in the drawers. And we clap the doors of your accurate Snap like cameras on amateurs. Uh, Make you all dance, hold a hammer to yours. Uh, Jigging big rock ice, no cracks and floors. Everybody got a part to play. Back to yours. Run up in your crib now, crack your doors. Watch the real players live, it's a habit to floors. Play the charts like the Beatles, y'all adapted the laws. Uh, the toast Chris style on behalf of y'all. Too bad for y'all, ain't too many what? as bad as yours. What? Truly do we, uh, we keep laughing y'all, little bastard y'all. Uh, uh. Hit makers with acres, roll shakers in Vegas. You can't break us, lost chips on Lakers. Gassed off shack, country house, tennis courts, and horseback. Ride and decide and crack crab a lobster. Who say monsters don't prosper? Niggas is actors, niggas deserve Oscars. Me, I'm critically acclaimed, slump past your brain. Reminisce on dames who Gucci used to stink when we rock house pieces and puffy Gucci links. Now we buy homes in unfamiliar places. Tito smile every time we see our faces. Cases catch more than outfield doors. Half these rapping cats ain't seen more. Couldn't score if they had point game. They name, speak my name, I make them dash like dame. 